Bringing solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed. And inspired. To help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day. With Herman Cain. And the most connected man in Washington. Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How you feeling today? All right, Herman, doing good. This has just come in in the last 30 seconds. A statement that has been issued, a joint statement from both Speaker Ryan and Donald Trump. So bear with me. I'm going to hit the uh, the tweet button. So okay. we send it out right now. Well, let me double check to make sure it's not fake. Well, it came from one of my friends who should be sending me real stuff, right? <laughs> the U.S. cannot afford another four years of the Obama White House, which is what Hillary Clinton represents. That is why it's critical that Republicans unite around our shared principles, advance a conservative conservative agenda and do all we can to win this fall. Remember, this is a statement from both Ryan and Trump. Right. With that focus, we had a great conversation this morning. While we were honest about our few differences, we recognize there are also many important areas of common ground. We will be having additional discussions, but remain confident there's a great opportunity to unify our party and win this fall, and we are totally committed to working together to achieve that goal. You can see all of that uh, on my Twitter feed. I just put it out, at Jamie Dupree. So, that to me sounds like exactly what I would have expected. Right. I mean, look, there are different... I mean, let's face it, the agenda uh, that Donald Trump has run on and really pushed for is a much different agenda than the one that most Republicans got elected on in the last few years for the Congress. I mean, when you think about the big push that there has been for a balanced budget, for reforms and entitlements, uh, abortion, free trade, uh, the military, foreign affairs, there are a number of places where, and Republicans said this openly yesterday, GOP lawmakers, that they feel like Donald Trump is to the left of them, that they feel like Trump is going to Governed from the center left. But in the end, it boils down to six words, Herman. Donald Trump is not Hillary Clinton. Right. And I think for a lot of Republicans, they are in the depression stage of, uh, of, their, of, of their loss at this point in time and getting close to acceptance and going through the five stages of grief. Uh, but I do think that a lot of them realize and gr- begrudgingly realize that they are going to have to vote for Trump and support him because he is not Hillary Clinton. I think that's excellent. And like you, my expectations were that they could at least talk. They have more things in common that they can rally around than their differences. And my other observation about Trump is that he's not wedded to tactics, but he is wedded to big objectives that he wants to do. Well, the, the thing that strikes me about Donald Trump and that I think makes it very difficult not only for Republicans to deal with, but it'll be hard for Democrats to deal with, is that Donald Trump can change his uh, tune at the drop of a hat. Yeah. I mean, we have seen it just in the last few days. No, I'm not raising taxes on the wealthy. Yes, I am open to raising taxes on the wealthy. No, I'm not open to raising taxes on the wealthy. No, I'm not releasing my tax returns. Yes, I will release them. No, I'm not going to. I mean, it's literally a minute-by-minute thing. And it makes it, I think, a little difficult for Republicans to wrap their head around it, especially when it comes to some of these orthodoxy things that have been there for the GOP for a number of years. I mean, I, I do think that one area where, uh, especially where Trump is going to run into trouble in the Congress, is on social issues. Yes. Abortion, religious liberty, and more. I think that a lot of Republicans understand here that Donald Trump has said things in the past that maybe he doesn't believe now. But for a lot of these members, they look at this as something that you need to be invested in, and they they just don't trust Trump on that. But in the end, again, 
Donald Trump is not Hillary Clinton. Those six words, I think you boil it all down, and that ultimately will bring most of these Republicans along, even though I think it's clear their agendas that they've run on and that they've been elected on are much, much different. I think the other challenge for some of the members in Congress, which this is a great start, is some of them weren't exactly sure whether Trump being at the top of the ticket was going to hurt them. Let's face it, they want to get reelected. Hey, uh, that's that's number one thing is they want to get reelected. <laughs> they want to get reelected. I mean, they're saving their butts is bigger than anything else. <laughs> Absolutely. And so what I have suggested in one of the interviews that I did this week is, look, uh, once they get over their hurt feelings and their shock that he is the presumptive nominee and is going to be the nominee, Start trying to correct some of the misperceptions that are put out there because a lot of the negatives that have created the perception about Donald Trump have been misperceptions. They're just going to have to work a little harder rather than looking for somebody at the top of the ticket who they can just hold on to their coattail like they've done in the past. Well, I think for the, re- for the Republicans, especially for the leaders, they find it difficult, I think, to deal with someone who does not seem that interested in the details of what they've been trying to do in the Republican Party for a number of years on the budget front, on the tax front, and in a number of other areas. And, you know, populism doesn't always um, include a lot of details. And I think that that is one of the biggest unknowns. And if there's one thing that members of Congress do not like, it's things that are unknown. And in this case, uh, they feel like that all this work they've been doing on entitlements, there's a perfect one. I mean, Paul Ryan could not be any more attached to the Republican effort on entitlement reform than anybody else in the Congress. And it's obvious that Donald Trump wants no part of any of that work as a way to uh, to find money to sa- to to save money in both Medicare and Social Security. I would guarantee you, Herman, that if you gave a a a sort of a a truth serum to Republicans in the Congress, that they would find it more likely that Donald Trump would support higher taxes for Social Security and Medicare rather than finding savings in those programs. And I think it's those kind of things that they're unnerved by that they just don't know. And see, well, my response to that would be what I would, if they are actually crafting some reforms that they all support, and if it makes it through the House and the Senate, I don't suspect that he would reject it. It's like you said earlier. There are certain things he will take the lead on. But he doesn't have a problem, I don't think, with them taking the lead on some things. I think that if 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 Donald Trump wins, I do believe that we have seen this uh, 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 this type of situation before, and that would be in in the state of California after Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor there. Yes. That uh, he was sort of uh, in a in a spot where he did not agree with either party in that state legislature, and 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 found a lot of shifting kind of alliances there. Uh, I would tend to think that if Trump were to win, that while he would be a Republican in name, uh, there would be a lot of fights that he would have with his own party in the Congress about details on policy. But I would be optimistic that they are, they would get a lot of stuff done. Maybe not everything on the conservative movement's agenda, because they're not getting that done now with, with, the, with the makeup of Congress and with 
uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, look at the guys. Uh, I thought it would have been a little ironic if Trump had just walked down the street from where he was at the RNC. He could have gone to a, a Mexican restaurant there named the Tortilla Coast. Yeah. Uh, it's not an ad for that restaurant, but merely it's a name that's known up here because in the basement of the Tortilla Coast was where the Freedom Caucus members met to plot their overthrow of John Boehner. And uh, I think it's interesting that a lot of those Tea Party type guys who are here in Congress and got elected because they were going to whip the budget into line, uh, balance the budget, not raise the debt and more. They certainly don't have much to hang their hats on from Trump and his agenda. Uh, he does not really have a balanced budget plan that's out there or anything like that. And I think some of them are really wondering about those details as well. Very interesting. Not only are they fighting their own leadership on the budget, but I think they would be fighting Trump as well. And that's why this dynamic could be really interesting if Trump were to win, because I do think he might be at odds with both parties. And, and the, the fear, I think, that, he is a, uh, that they have up here is that Trump is a deal maker and that he might be ready to deal with Democrats as well as Republicans. Isn't Ryan supposed to give an update to the news media at 1130? Is that right? Uh, yeah, he's supposed to have his own, his regular news uh, briefing for reporters, and one would think that we'd get a little more rundown, though I would bet Ryan will stick to the script and not uh, give us too much. At this point in time, we are not, um, we are not scheduled to hear from Donald Trump himself. But boy, to think that he's going to do all this in D.C. and not say anything, Herman, I, I find that hard to believe, but we'll see. So does he have uh, daily news conference at 11:30 every day no no oh, just okay. on thursdays usually the the normal thing for the speaker uh to go down to the to the press gallery area in the basement down there in the capitol and do one before cameras on thursday in fact uh nancy pelosi is down there right now she does hers right before him on thursday i have one curveball for you yes what is mitt romney doing well, I, think, about I think it's very clear what Mitt Romney is doing. Mitt Romney does not like Donald Trump, period, end of sentence. And I think Mitt Romney is going to take every chance he can get along the way to jab and poke at, at Trump, uh, feeling that uh, he's been run up and down the flagpole by Trump. Uh, so, you know, this is part and parcel of uh, not only do we have differences in what you want to do, but you have bruised egos and, um, and people who are enemies in a sense, inside the party. I mean, yesterday, for example, Louis Gohmert, the Republican from Texas, we were asking him, are you going to get on board with Trump? And you could just, I mean, the body language from him as he was walking down the hall was literally like if he'd been a bit bigger, he would have picked me up and just drummed me into the floor. And, you know, he wants an apology from Trump for what he said about Ted Cruz for these many months. And you got to remember, this was a very difficult race for a number of members, especially if you are invested with one of the losing candidates. And it is not easy to take that step with right. somebody that you feel like played dirty pool against your guy. And so this in the end, I think most this is why I still believe most Republicans will come around because of these six words. Donald Trump is not Hillary Clinton, but yep. it may not be that easy along the way. It's not easy. I know from personal experience that something happened near the end of my senatorial run that to this day I have not forgotten. It it was bruising. Yeah, it gets under your skin. It gets forever. under your skin because it. First of all, it was a. It was an outright lie. It wasn't something that uh, I had time to respond to, and I have held it against 
this particular campaign ever since. Yep. And 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 so this is why I've also said that it's going to take some time for some of these egos that you have indicated feelings to kind of subside before they get back to Donald Trump is not Hillary Clinton. And remember, we got a couple of months and even Steve King of Iowa yesterday, who is very upset about the abortion issue and what Trump does, does not believe in. Even Steve King was saying to us in the hallway, uh, you know, you've got to use the convention as a crescendo for everybody to get together. Uh, right. I still think we'll have a few people who are not there by then or maybe even November. But uh, I think it'll look a lot better in the next few months. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take some time. Well, thank you, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show.